Axis Mundi. Straight White American Jesus. My name is Brad Onishi. I am Associate Professor of Religious Studies at Skidmore College, and I'm here with my co-host. I'm Dan Miller, Associate Professor of Religion and Social Thought at Landmark College. Well, Dan, uh, I had a couple of stories that I was thinking about telling today, but none of them uh, can even come close to matching what happened at your house this week. So uh, you want to let us know why you haven't really been watching TV uh, over the last couple of days? Yeah, so uh, so some people may know uh, a few months ago we spent some money and had like a bunch of big trees taken down on our property because in October a giant tree almost landed on our house when it broke and you know so we do that. So the other day I thought I had complete vindication in this. There's this big thunderstorm rolling through. I'm in the kitchen with uh, my kids and all of a sudden there's people might have experienced this where there's the lightning strike that happens just like right where you are. Like we see the flash. We hear this noise, the whole house shakes, the thunder hits at the same time. I'm like, oh my gosh, what was that? And we're, so I, I was looking around, I was looking out the windows to see if like, looked like any trees got hit or anything. And a few minutes later, I get a text from my neighbor and it turns out the lightning had in fact struck one of their big giant trees, the same size as all the trees I had removed from our property. And so I was, you know, they were fine. It didn't like catch on fire. It didn't split or anything like that. There was no imminent danger. Um, so I was feeling pretty good about that, feeling pretty uh, proactive, and went back in the living room and found out that uh, the lightning had the last laugh and apparently still managed to fry my uh, my TV and my Xbox. Um, all of our all of our power lines here are underground, and apparently, and it's it's the vagaries of this, I guess. My Wi-Fi router works, um, the sound bar on my TV worked, but the TV and Xbox are gone, which I have to say, in a time of pandemic, stay at home with your kids for four months, the uh, the TV feels, it feels like a, a sort of a, an essential piece of equipment around the yeah. house. So TV is we're, your we're only, trying to deal with that, but yeah. So, you know, TV is your only childcare help at this point. So um, we're, we're a full on like fifties household now uh, where babysitting consists of like finding a kid in front of the TV for like eight <laughs> hours and just leaving them alone. So, no. not, not really for anybody who's freaking out, but uh, <laughs> screen, screen time is more, uh, more rampant than it should be. In the time of the pandemic. Yeah, 1950s. Here's your cigarettes, kid. Go, go watch. <laughs> All right. Well, um, lots to talk about today and uh, some, some levity to start here just because every week is full of uh, difficult news and crisis and uh, all kinds of stuff. So, Dan, let's start with um, just some election numbers and thoughts. Uh, friends, we're going to get into a lot of issues from what's happening in Portland to AOC to um, things related to Black Lives Matter. But we wanted to start today by framing um, our discussion with some thoughts on the election and um, Biden and Trump and, and what's happening there. So, Dan, what do you got? Yeah, so some things that I was thinking about, I, I came across uh, several places that have just these kind of clearinghouse things, sort of like we're doing at the end of the week, right, looking at all this, um, sort of just drawing together themes from the week. And one of them that really struck me, it was a discussion of how uh, the GOP right now is really having trouble finding a consistent message. They're not sure if they need to be um, pointing to law and order as Trump is trying to do, and that'll bring us to Oregon a little bit later on. 
uh, if they should be, um, you know, going after quote unquote sleepy Joe Biden um, in some critiques that don't seem to be really uh, working or if they should still be trying to talk about the economy. But what struck me was uh, the logic that some of them have of still wanting to play the economy card. And of course, people can look around and say, well, yeah, but since COVID happened, the economy's bad. Like, it's not good. We are clearly not having the V-shaped uh, sort of bounce back that, that they thought we might have. But I came across some statements from, from GOP operatives and some con uh, congressional uh, GOP people saying, you know, we believe, uh, you know, Americans need to remember what it was like in February. They need to, to remember what it was like before COVID came. They need to remember because that's where Donald Trump will take us again. And what just really struck me, and this is a thing that, that has been going on for decades, but Trump has ridden it to power, is the inherently kind of nostalgic nature of, of American conservatism, and maybe conservatism as such. The logic of conservatism is that society can kind of only get worse, right? That there is some golden age in the past, maybe it was last week, maybe it was in February, probably in the American imaginary, it's some kind of immediate post-World War II, leave it to beaver, imagined society. And I, I want to emphasize that that's an imaginary society that didn't exist. But this kind of notion, and it, it just it struck me that that's where the GOP is now. They can only look backward and they can only try to frighten people into supporting them that if we move forward in different directions, it can only be bad. Um, and AOC, we mentioned, um, uh, in, mentioned her earlier, and she is nothing if not excellent at pithy statements and sort of boiling things down to ways that are really good um, for social media. She said this, she was asked to, to, you know, her response and some of the GOP messaging. And this is what she said about Democrats. She said, our general election message is we will not set the country on fire. And Trump is setting the country on fire. Um, and then a little bit more substantively, she said, the most galvanizing message Republicans have had is racism, xenophobia, and misogyny. And she's right. Uh, the sad thing is that has been a galvanizing message. But a lot of people, when they look in the back, you know, back in the history of the U.S., that's what they see. They don't just see a time when things were great for white people because, you know, black people didn't live in suburbs and things. They see the racism that underlies that and the misogyny and the xenophobia. So it was just this thing that got me thinking about people to be thinking about this and looking as you look at political messaging, as you look at the message of Trump. Make America great again. He was casting it all in the background. The question is whether it's working right now. And it appears that it's not. It appears that there are more Americans, maybe than ever, looking at American history and saying, yeah, we, we, we see that it was racist. And we want to challenge that. You have the Congressional Senate, or sorry, the Congressional Senate, uh, the GOP Senate um, putting forward their relief package and the military packages that are going to call for changing the names of military bases named after Confederates. Uh, that's in direct opposition to Trump. And so it just got me to thinking about that. Uh, and, and, you know, people talk about negative political messaging, but it's interesting to look at what kind of negative. This is the GOP playbook, and they're still leaning on it now of saying, well, let's just pretend nothing's happened since February. Let's not look at what the reaction has been. Imagine what your life was in Fe what it was like in February. And it fits this, this larger pattern. So those are sort of my rumination, sort of big picture on, what I think is actually a consistent piece of GOP messaging, which is things were better at some time in the past when primarily like straight white Christian guys ran everything and we could say what we want to women and not get in trouble for it. And black people and other people of color stayed in place and they knew what their place was and they quit agitating in the streets. And that's what we want to get to. That's our vision of America. And I think that's very much on display right now. Thanks for listening to this free preview of our Swag episode.
in order to get access to the full episode and so much more, become a Straight White American Jesus premium subscriber by clicking the link in the show notes. It'll take you like two clicks, I promise. In addition to getting access to this episode, you'll have access to the entire Swag archive, over 550 episodes. You'll also get an extra episode every month, ad-free listening, Discord access, and so much more. All that for less than six bucks a month, and it helps us keep our flag up and continue to safeguard democracy from religious nationalism, extremism, and rising authoritarianism. Check it out. It's not hard. I promise. 